All right, guys, welcome to the Tipsy Tailgate. Uh, we're back with another episode, and this one is going to be exciting because it is fantasy football slash NFL talk. Um, we're finally bringing the NFL content as the season's starting uh, up soon. And, um, you know, there's many camps going on, uh, rookie OTAs, all that stuff. And we're getting excited, so we figured we'd start with a little bit of a NFL offseason breakdown uh, slash outlook into next season. And uh, we've got some good stuff. I'm Aiden. I'm Ben. And we're excited to bring you this. Uh, obviously, if you haven't checked us out yet, uh, Tipsy Tailgate Media, um, we're a company, sports media company that has a bunch of podcasts under us, uh, Speaking Socks for the Red Sox. We've got Tipsy Bets for betting. We're 17 and four right now. And, and Book It With Trent is looking at our picks. So, I mean, there's so much more coming on. Queued Up, a rap podcast, um, many, many more. Uh, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, especially. Um, and Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Tipsy Tailgate Media for more. But uh, without further ado, let's get into some stuff about the NFL. I'm, I've been waiting to do this episode for a while now. I'm really excited, uh, and I love football, and same as this, this Ben. So um, first, we're going to touch on the best free agent signings of this offseason. I know it's been a long offseason, um, and some people might be forgetting what moves happened throughout the year. So um, we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say, my one of my favorite signings so far, not my favorite, but one of mine, um, Chandler Jones to the Raiders, you know, absolute dominant pass rusher. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're obviously both Patriot fans. And, you know, we had him like in his come up of his prime and we traded him in his prime, like legitimately in his prime or like maybe even before his prime. And it still frustrates, frustrates me to this day, but the Raiders got a good one. Him and Max Crosby on, uh, uh, on that pass rush for the Raiders is going to be deadly. You know, that division is just something else. And I mean, they needed to do that just because of the talent in that division. So, you know, good for them. Good for Chandler Jones getting paid. And I love this move. I don't know, Ben, if you want to go into your guy, but. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the picks I would have gone with. Had you not, uh, I thought it was an absolutely phenomenal signing by the Raiders. Um, I think the Raiders are actually going to be a playoff team next year. Uh, even ahead of a team like the Broncos. Like, I would take the Raiders over the Broncos right now. I think if I were to pick a team to miss the playoffs, it sounds crazy to say, but I would pick the Broncos uh, because everyone else has gotten so good, and Russ has to take time to get used to that team and that culture. Uh, with that said, though, my absolute favorite move, I know the salary is absolutely insane, and the term to give this player is insane, given uh, his age and how long he's been in the league. But Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills, I love – uh, the attitude of win now, uh, get everyone you need to win right now. And that's exactly what this move is. It's what the Bills were missing. Uh, they needed more star power on that defense. Uh, they already have stars in offense with uh, Allen and Diggs and Knox. I would have liked to see them uh, address running back just a little bit more than they did. Uh, but regardless, uh, I thought Vaughn Miller, I know they gave him a, a shitload of money and uh, that's going to hurt them in what, three, four years. But I think they have this now very strong window, uh, even though they already had it, but even more so now with these next two seasons to win a couple of Super Bowls. So I'm going to go with Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Ben, I, I really like that one, to be honest. Uh, I understand getting maybe a little bit overpaid, you know, big contract, he's old, but 
when you're in the win now mentality, like you just mentioned, and the Bills, they need a win. You know, I mean, they had that streak. What was it three or four? Super four in a row that they lost in the four in a row that they lost. Yeah, and you know they have all the pieces in place right now. They have to win something, and you know I like it. I like being aggressive there. Yeah. And you know you saw what he did with the Rams this off. Yeah, uh, listen, you, you hear what? Charles, sorry to cut you off, Aiden, but you hear what Charles Barkley says in the NBA. I want a truck, not a trailer. I want someone who's going to carry the load. It's not like he was just a trailer on those LA, on that LA Rams team. He was an absolute star on that team. He was getting what two sacks a game in the playoffs. So he's going to be extremely productive for the Bills this season. I think it's a perfect fit. I love it. All right, going into my second best offseason move. I really like Matt Ryan to the Colts. Um, I'll tell you this for a couple of reasons. So obviously he had that amazing season with the Falcons and a, and a straight run, but more specifically that MVP season where they lost in the Super Bowl to our New England Patriots uh, in crazy fashion. But, you know, Matt Ryan, you know, he's a player that very underrated. A lot of people um, will like bunch him into that Philip Rivers group and stuff. But I'd argue that Matt Ryan had that peak that Philip Rivers never had. I get it. It was the perfect storm with Julio Jones. Kyle Shanahan was there as the OC and a lot went right that year, but he really showed his potential that year. And I'm not saying that he's going to reach that level. I don't think he will this year, but they don't need him to. The Colts don't need him to. They have such a good team. Um, Jonathan Taylor, one of the best offensive lines in the entire league. You've got guys like um, Mike, Michael Pittman. You've got um, Paris Campbell. Um, they, just, they just got Alec, uh, Alex Pierce, I believe. Um, Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. You know, they've got good weapons, and they've got a really solid defense to, to match it up with, as well as great coaching and management. So I really think Matt Ryan is the perfect fit for this team. And kind of what they tried to do with Carson Wentz, I think they'll get with – with Matt Ryan, as opposed to what they thought they were going to get with Wentz. Yeah. And I, I agree hundred percent. I, I saw a lot of people complaining about this deal when it first happened, uh, when it first transpired and I never really understood it. We saw the same exact formula with Philip Rivers, a guy you just name dropped what two seasons ago when he was 40 years old, came in when 11 and five played very productive football uh, threw over 20 touchdowns, 4,000 yards and nearly beat the bills in a playoff game, I believe. So I really don't understand why people uh, complain about this move initially. I think it's a perfect fit. Uh, you rely on Jonathan Taylor in that running game. You have Frank Reich, who, in my opinion, is a top three offensive coordinator, uh, offensive mind in the league. I know he's a head coach, but he deals with that offense. Uh, he's the primary play caller. So I think it's a great fit, as you just said. Uh, he's got a little bit of that Shanahan in him. Uh, he runs a bit of a similar offense, not quite the same, but he's got a few uh, similar uh, strategies, uh, tendencies as the Shanahan's do. So, yeah, I agree with you. That's, that's a great pick. Uh, very underrated, in my opinion. But – I got to go with, this might be a bit of a surprise. Uh, I got to go. I thought it was a very slept, slept on move. CJ Uzoma to the New York Jets for what a decade. The Jets didn't address tight end. I thought this was a slept on move as well. Uh, he was very good uh, for the Bengals last season. I know he uh, got under, I believe 500 yards receiving, but this gives Zach Wilson, a young quarterback, gives him another weapon. Like they got with uh, Garrett Wilson uh, gives him a chance to grow and develop. And, uh, they're really addressing a lot of the holes in this team. I've been very impressed with the Jets, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But I thought there was a very slept on move. Um, the Jets have needed a tight end for it feels like 20 years. Um, and I feel like no one other than Jets fans are talking about the move. Hey, I completely uh, back that decision. I mean, I, as Patriot fans, you know, it's hard to admit when the Jets are doing something right. This offseason has been a complete win for them. Yeah. Um, I have to give it to them. You I, would know, give, I would say they've had the best offseason in the NFL. I really would. 
I think I we're going to touch upon that, but they definitely yeah, have a case. I don't think many people would disagree with you at all. I think anyone around the league would kind of have to admit the Jets, they really killed it this offseason. Will it translate into um, actual season success, regular season success? We'll find out. But um, you have to love that move, and you have to love what the Jets are doing. My third guy, Foy uh, Alucon. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Olokun, I'm not really sure. Uh, but he is a linebacker, and he was a linebacker for the Falcons. Now, this guy, you might not, you probably don't even know him. He's very underrated and very slept on. But the Jags signed him, and they got a pretty friendly deal. And I think this might be, this is actually highlighted in my notes. I think this might be the best move of this offseason, at least not big name wise. You know, Foy is a very good player. He's a very strong linebacker. And he's a guy that had 178 tackles last season, three interceptions, and he's a playmaker. You know, the Jags are very lucky to, to be able to slide him in for not too much money. Um, I really think that he was a steal. And I think that he's going to be a cornerstone player on this defense. You know, it kind of hurts his value that he's going from bad defense to bad defense again, but it gives him the opportunity to build up uh, what, what this team is a young team trying to, you know, turn it around with a new quarterback. It gives them the chance to be the cornerstone piece for the next five, 10 years. Um, I really like this move. If you don't know who he is, look up, look him up, look up some of his highlights. He's all over the place. Last year, he was killing it. The year before he had, I think over 130, 150 tackles as well. Um, Foy is going to be a great signing and he's going to prove it this year with the Jags. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. I, I really do. Um, I, I like that we're touching upon more of the underrated moves here because I know everyone's talking about Devontae Adams uh, and then Bobby Wagner as well. I don't know if you were going to mention either of those two players, but I was trying to more outside of Von Miller, but, you know, with the C.J. Uzoma pick, um, trying to touch upon more of the underrated moves. And uh, one move that I think did fly under the radar a bit, uh, it was it really got a lot of traction in the moment, but I think – and I know a lot has gone wrong for this organization since I thought Amari Cooper going to the Browns was a phenomenal move. I really did. I, I thought, I thought that was a great win now move. I know that Deshaun's obviously uh, in the thick of it right now, uh, to say the least with what he's dealing with, uh, what he's potentially facing. Um, obviously no one knows what happened there. Um, could be a horrible person for all we know. Um, but pre them knowing that when they thought that they had Deshaun uh, coming on to their roster um, and then just pair him with Amari Cooper. I thought that was a, a phenomenal move and not like the Browns at all. They don't usually make smart moves like that. So I got to give him credit for that one. Agreed. And I believe it was only what a seventh, sixth round pick, something. It wasn't that much that they had to give up for him. It was pretty yeah, crazy how they pulled it off. Yeah, they did. They definitely got a good value on that. Um, and I, you know, I agree with that. I think that grabbing a piece like that for cheap is always important. Um, but I'll touch on later why Amari Cooper might not be my favorite guy going into this, this next year. Um, my last guy, favorite signing, Hassan Reddick to the Eagles. You know, this is a guy who's been – he's bounced around a little bit. You know, obviously he was with the Panthers. Uh, before that, he was with the Cardinals. But he's had two – the past two seasons, he's had 12 and a half sacks and then 11 sacks. And then pair, the, pair that with 15 tackles for a loss and then 12 tackles for a loss. So he's dominant on this defensive side. And the Eagles, and we'll touch on this in, in a little bit, but the Eagles are a team that really impressed me this year. Um, and they're sliding under the radar. I think people are starting to take, take notice more often, uh, now at least. But I do think the Eagles are still being slept on. And partly why is Hassan Reddick here. I think he's a really, really good playmaker. And he's a guy that's going to get you sacks, 
forced fumbles, tackles for losses. He's going to be a big play guy. And now that he's finally on a defense that um, kind of has other pieces to work along with it, um, I'm really excited to see what he's going to do here. And I, I, I love this signing for the Eagles. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, again, that's a, that's a great choice. But for this one, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm going to go with uh, three different players uh, being taken. But it's going to be for the Cincinnati Bengals, they went with Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, and Lyle Collins, all offensive linemen, which they obviously sorely needed to protect Joe Burrow, uh, which they haven't done a good job of the last two years, and he still found a way to play phenomenal football. So I'm going to go with that, them bolstering their offensive line, I thought, that that was one of the most uh, underrated moves this offseason. Um, it was just kind of flew under the radar a lot more than it should have, in my opinion. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals um, bolstering their offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great pick. I think everyone realizes what Joe Burrow did with that terrible offensive line for the Bengals last year. Which is not- why I was so confused that no one was really talking about it. No, no one's really noticing it. Uh, this guy's barely standing up straight in the Super Bowl, and then they go out and address it, and no one's, you know, they shit on him when they didn't address it, but then celebrate them when they do do it. You know what I'm saying? I completely agree with that. I, I love that move, and I love that you mentioned that. Um, now we're going to move on to the most improved teams as a whole this offseason. And, you know, this one might come as a little bit of an obvious choice, but you have to you have to give them credit where it's due. The Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. You know, they grabbed J.C. Jackson, former Patriot cornerback, absolute interception. They call him Mr. Interception. That's literally his nickname. He is that dominant of a guy on the defensive side. Um, they also grabbed Khalil Mack. Um, you know, that's he's he is older and he's definitely out of his prime, but he's another guy that's like probably gonna be a Von Miller type where he's to me, when they when they do get to the playoffs, he's gonna be an absolute game wrecker. Yeah, I don't know about the regular season, but in the postseason, he will be there and he will be making noise. I completely agree, and that's partly why you make that move. Yeah. Um, and then the last guy, I mean, Gerald Everett, another guy, a tight end who can play. And I also heard that they were using him for um screens maybe even reverses and the rounds. So, you know, they're going to be very versatile with this offense and Gerald Everett's another good piece to really work him into. So I think this is kind of the obvious choice, but you have to give him credit where it's due. Chargers really killed it this offseason. Yeah, I, obviously I have to agree with you. I think that they have a chance to be the best team in football this upcoming season. So, uh, yeah, obviously I have to agree with the Chargers, but I this team isn't even going to make the playoffs, but I was so impressed with them that I have to put them at number one because they finally built some sort of a culture that they haven't the last decade plus. And it's the New York Jets. Uh, they had a great draft, obviously, with Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and then even even more uh, picks um, that were nearly just as valuable. Um, they finally addressed tight end, as I, I just said, Um they just need a new quarterback. I'm just – I'm not a Zach Wilson fan at all. I'm really not. I think the Jets in these next three seasons are going to be similar to what the Colts were uh, three three years ago when Andrew Luck retired. It's like, wow, that's the team that's really good, but they're just a quarterback away. They need a quarterback to push them into the playoff picture, uh, to even sniff contention for a Super Bowl. But I think the Jets are going to turn into that team the next couple of seasons that's just a quarterback away. Yeah, and we just touched on it before, but obviously I completely understand that choice. And I do agree with your take on Zach Wilson. I don't really see him. Being- I just don't see it. I, there's something about it. I just I don't see it. I really don't. Yeah, and it might just be us being Patriot fans, but I don't think I, it is. I really I don't, don't, see, don't like I don't see it. The guy's not that good. You can 
eye test is a real thing, and quarterback face is a real thing. You look at him, he just doesn't have it. He really doesn't. All right, um, my next team that I think is the most improved this offseason is the Eagles. You know, I just mentioned them. But, you know, when you really break it down, they killed it this offseason, not only from this offseason, but in past years, kind of building a core around. You know, Devonta Smith is a, already proven to be a great weapon for this offense. Now they go and they trade for A.J. Brown from the Titans. You know, we all know what his potential is in this league. Um, Hassan Reddick, as I just mentioned, Jordan Davis, you know, I mean, he's what, 340, 315, something like that. And he ran like the fastest 40 yard dash for any guy that size of that skill group. So he's going to be dominant and we're going to just see it happen and unfold in front of our eyes. Another guy they add with him is another rookie, Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Now, this guy's getting slept on because of his height, maybe some shoulder injuries, whatever. I don't really care. He's a dominant playmaker and he's a guy that's going to kill any ball carrier in his way, the quarterback, the running back, receiver, whatever it is, he's small, but he can hit, he can make plays. And he proved that at Georgia. The fact that they were able to get him that late, I believe third round is like my seal of the draft. I think I even uh, talked about it on one of the podcasts. Uh, I really think there's potential that he does win defensive rookie of the year. Um, so I love this. I uh, love that uh, pick for sure. And then James Bradbury grabbing him from the giants for barely anything. You know, those are a bunch of additions. I don't know if I'd want to take them to win a division just because of course the Cowboys, you never know if they're going to come out hot or if they're going to slow down. They had a terrible off season, the Cowboys did. And I wouldn't be surprised if it hurts them because they do seem a team that they need momentum going to the year. I still feel like they're the front runner to win that division. I agree. But with that said, I would love to see um, or I I'd, I'd, honestly, I think it's a great value pick to go for the Eagles in this division. They're a team that easily could make a jump like almost like the Bengals did last year. And honestly, might sound crazy, but don't be surprised if Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate this year. I really think he has potential to be MVP level or he's going to completely flop and lose his job this year. This is the make it or break it year for him. Um, they have weapons around him, like I just mentioned. They have a really good team. Obviously, the coaching and the, and the management is good enough to put around a solid squad um, for the past years and obviously for this season. I really think he's got a lot going for him. If he could limit the turnovers, play smarter football, and be better with the actual ball in his hands, I really love what he does in the running game. But throwing-wise, you know, he's got to be more accurate. He's got to make better decisions. And he's got to be able to push the ball downfield with more accuracy. If he does all that, I honestly think he could be in the MVP running as a sneaky guy on a sneaky team that I really like, Eagles. I, I could see Jalen Hurts having a better season. I'm not I, – I think I'd be out on the MVP-type season, but I could see him having – a solid season here. Um, not even sure if I would take him to make the Pro Bowl, but I could see him playing very well because he is, as you just said, playing for his job. He really is. Uh, it's all or nothing this year. Um, but the team I got to go with, I got to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. I think from a lot of standpoints, uh, they added a new head coach who I think is going to be phenomenal. I think Josh McDaniels is one of the best offensive minds in the league. And then he is also one of the most talented offenses in the league. I think Derek Carr, last year he proved a lot to me. He really did. I think he solidified himself as a top 10 quarterback, which we are going to get into a little bit later. We're going to talk about our top 15, but I think Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback now in the NFL. Um, he just proved a lot from everything to do with Gruden, everything with rugs, all the drama that they had to deal with last season. Uh, he was an absolute uh, a leader, an absolute champ about it. He carried that team through uh, to the playoffs, nearly won that playoff game against the Bengals. 
Um, I thought he played his ass off last season. I think he's going to do the same this year. And I think him and McDaniels are going to have a, a great rapport with one another. And then on top of that, you add his best friend in Devontae Adams, who I think is the best receiver in football. So you have Waller, Carr, um, you know, obviously Adams. Uh, they just, they're going to be something special. They really are. I, I, I have the Raiders as one of the more improved teams this offseason, as you said earlier, with with uh, Chandler Jones. So uh, adding de- adding a great defensive star to a team that's uh, never really has had a good defense the last, what, six years, I'd say. They haven't had what I consider a, an extremely solid defense. So I think the Raiders are going to be a team to look out for. Yeah, I really like what the Ra- uh, Raiders did this past season, uh, especially in this offseason going into this new year. I really like the moves they made. Um, the one thing I'll disagree with you on is I don't know if, and you know, as a Patriot fan, it's tough to say this, but I don't really know if Josh McDaniels is really that guy. Um, I, I've always found myself kind of disagreeing with some of his play calling and kind of leaning more towards the side of, you know, it's Brady's offense. This guy's like just feeding him some stuff. And then once Brady went, I was never really a big fan of the offense. I'm going to be honest. Um, I think we were very conservative, which, you know, is, is fine. That's how Belichick likes to play, but we never really, we never really spiced up stuff. We'd always be good for a trick play every what couple weeks. And, you know, that I appreciated, but I never really enjoyed how we, how we ran our offense. You know, it always seemed like if we were set one day for running up the gut, we were just going to run up the gut 50 times and we weren't going to try one outside run. If we were set to do screens, we we're going to do 30 screens. And if we lose 10 yards each time, so be it. So, you know, it just felt like one of those things for me. It's I think McDaniels is another guy that could be hit or miss in this new hire. But if he does hit and I'm and I'm wrong on him as a coach, he's going to kill it. And I think this team is the perfect fit for him. Yeah, I, honestly, I think I have to completely disagree with you on Josh McDaniels. Uh, I think you look at it post Tom. Who did he really like? Who was he going to spice it up with? He wasn't going to spice up with Cam Newton. Cam Newton didn't know the playbook the entire season, and he sucked. Like he just wasn't a good player. And then he has Mac Jones, who was a little baby Tom Brady, and he's just learning the offense, and he's not—he's really not ready to push it 80 yards down the field every single play yet. So I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you on that one. And I think it's going to be a perfect fit with him in Las Vegas. I just think that Carr is his his kind of guy. Uh, and I think with all those weapons he has to work with, it's going to be money. I, I just don't see a three-headed monster of Carr, uh, Adams, and Waller failing with a great coach like Josh McDaniels. Yeah, and I'm, just, I'm honestly I'm going to be very interested to see how this year works out for the Raiders, whether it's it's all gold or it's it's all in the trash. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. They are. They really – I'll agree with you on that. They're a big boomer bust pick this season. Yeah. They're either going to be great or they're going to be terrible. All right, well, I mean, I'm excited to see it happen. My last team that I think is most improved, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Um, You know, they added Jarvis Landry, which I'm not even, like, too up in arms about, but I really love uh, their addition of Chris Olave. Now you bring both of them in, that's a wide receiver group, and then you you forget about this guy that they had, um, formerly known as Slant Boy, uh, Michael Thomas. You know, he's still a good player, and he just needs to be on the field. And if he comes back at some point this year with those two other receivers and Trotman and whoever else they have on the offensive side receiving-wise, they're going to be good, you know. Um, I think the suspension on Kamara hurts, likely six games, I believe, or four games. um, That's going to hurt. 
obviously to start the year, but I do think that this team got much better. Obviously losing Teron Armstead does hurt to the, to the dolphins. It does hurt a lot and it hurts his offensive line, but they also added Marcus may and Travis and uh, Tyron Matthew on the secondary. So this defense is going to be, don't be surprised if this is the best secondary in all of football. Um, and defense, defensive-wise, I mean, I think they will also be a solid unit on the defensive side. Offensively, I really think Winston could take a step up. And I liked what he did last year before he got hurt. I did, too. I did too. Yeah, I think a lot of people keep forgetting about that. So you, now you add two more weapons. You Maybe you get Michael Thomas back. That's three new weapons of the season that you didn't have last year to make up for Kamara's suspension. And then this solid defense. I think the Saints could be a team that surprises people this year. Listen, I'm not going to rule it out. It's It's – it's July. Uh, everyone right now is zero and zero, and they're about to hit training camp. Uh, you don't know the injuries that could hit. An injury could hit on another NFC team that just catapults the Saints up further in the power rankings. So I can't necessarily disagree with you. But one team, I know I said that I thought they would miss the playoffs, and it's an extremely hot take, whatever. I still think the Denver Broncos are extremely improved. Uh, you added a Hall of Fame quarterback to that team, a team with great weapons on it. Uh, it just – when you when you put it that way, it sounds like, oh, yeah, they'll definitely make the playoffs. But as we all know, a game like football just doesn't work that way. Uh, I still think that there's some issues that they have to address on that team. But I think they're wildly improved because they added Russell Wilson, who I think is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I completely understand why you went with uh, Broncos there. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson is a guy that he could be. MVP level, or he's going to be just below it. You know, he's never going to give you a stinker of a year, especially with all the weapons they have in Denver. So I like that pick for me. Um, we're going to move into the least improved teams this offseason. I'm going to keep you short just because, you know, who really cares about the least improved teams, but the bears, I think it's an obvious pick. They really, I don't know what they're doing there. Management needs to go. Um, every move they've kind of made kind of seems like they're anti Justin Fields. You know, they really get them like almost like they're trying to sabotage him. It does seem like that. And I honestly, I, I think it, they are. I mean, look what they're doing. They're getting him what third wide receiver threes. You know, they're, they're never really giving him proven help. And this defensive side, getting rid of Mac and all this. What are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. They're not doing anything logical, but. The team I'm going to go with, and it, it, it pains me to say this, and I hope I'm wrong. I really do. What have the Patriots been doing? Yeah. What have they been doing? This is awful. This is absolutely awful. The guy who is single-handedly responsible for what I consider the great rookie season that Mac Jones had, I thought he was phenomenal, probably in the top 10 rookie seasons by a quarterback ever based on his stats and how far they went. Um, they were pretty amazing considering what I thought they were going to be last year, but they've done nothing to improve. Absolutely nothing. Last year should have been the big, all right, now we have momentum for next season. Now, now we're ready for next season. We're going to carry in all this momentum. Uh, we're we're going to add skill players around Mac, uh, bolster this offense, uh, replenish this defense that's been due for a, a rebuild on the defense for what seems like six years, six plus years now. Uh, and they just didn't do it. Bill just sat on his thumb, uh, got a little stubborn and didn't do a damn thing. And the part that pains me is Joe Judge and Matt Patricia are going to be running your offense. Like, what are we doing? This is how you're going to develop Mac Jones. So, you know, that's setting Mac up for failure. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for Mac in the future. This is just how I feel. Like, you're setting the guy up for failure. He's a second-year quarterback. Um, McDaniels did a phenomenal job with him last year. I, I agree with you. Maybe held his hand a little bit too much. 
Um, maybe he could have, I don't necessarily agree with you that he should have spiced up as much as you wanted him to, but you know, maybe like raise it up a tiny bit more. Like he could have been, he could have done a little bit more, but yeah, the Patriots haven't done a goddamn thing uh, the entire off season besides adding Devonte Parker. Like I, I'm a fan of the move, but like, is that going to, is that going to save the season? Is that going to salvage the season? No, it's not. Um, so yeah, I, I got to give the Patriots an F for their, for their off season right now. Yeah, stay tuned for our Patriots podcast that we will be starting up closer to the year, and we're going to go more into depth on that. But uh, I, I completely agree with what you had to say there, Ben. I I really don't know what we're doing. And let's uh, just with Mike Renner, who joins us in a second. So um, the Packers are my second team for at least. Yeah. We, we have the same. We have the same exact second pick. I think the yeah. Packers are a joke. I think they're an absolute joke. Agreed. I mean, losing Zadarius Smith to division rival Vikings hurts uh, more than people think. And then also Devontae, Devontae Adams, obviously, to the Raiders. I mean, I think I think you lose MVS as well. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. I think that Rodgers probably really regrets coming back at this point. But oh, yeah. what happens this year? Um, and they definitely were one of the least improved teams by far. Um, another honorable mention, Cowboys. I mean, they also seemed like they just had no more money and they were just like, all right, screw it. We'll just go with the same team and see what happens. Yeah, but at, at least the Cowboys, for the most part, outside of Amari Cooper, which I thought that they could have uh, they could afford to lose one of their top receivers. And if they were going to get rid of one, I would honestly say it's Amari Cooper that has to go, even though I love the move for the Browns. I just think that they're fine with CD, Gallup, and Schultz uh, at receiver. But uh, it is bad that they lost Cedric Wilson. I'll give you that one because he was a great depth piece. But just I just want to bury the Packers here for a second. I think they're an absolute disgrace to the NFL. Just to make it to the Super Bowl. Your choker of a quarterback can't get you there. Uh, he's an absolute fraud of a of a human being and a player. Um, so yeah, he's a joke. Uh, he claimed once he signed his contract, he said, "Oh no, no, I was aware that that Devontae wasn't coming back. We had prior conversations." And then, not even two days later, he was like, "Well, when I when I signed on again, I really thought that Devontae was going to be here." What is it, you jackass? Like, which one is it? You can't have both. Like, you can't keep playing the media and controlling that franchise and holding them hostage. Like, get rid of him. What has he done? He didn't even deserve the MVP last season. He absolutely robbed Tom Brady at 44 years old of winning another uh, MVP. Aaron Rodgers is an absolute fraud of a joke of a human being. That guy's a disgrace to the NFL. I hope they win seven games. I never I want it. them to be in contention again. That guy's a loser. I love it. I oh, love it. Worst. He's the I worst. I love it. <laughs> the Packers get an F for their offseason just because they didn't cut bait with Rodgers. Like, how long are you going to be? Are you going to be like this guy's victim? Like, for how long? And then the media is just okay with it. Like, no one does anything about it. I've never seen anything like it. Can you imagine if Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or even Patrick Mahomes behaved in the way that this arrogant asshole did? Like, it, they would get bashed. But for some reason, since he has a cool throwing motion, it's okay. He has a great passer rating because he refuses to throw incompletions. Like, it's okay. He can be an absolute asshat. He's a joke. He's an absolute joke. I hate the Packers. I love that. Gets me so worked. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, let's go to our next segment, sleeper teams to watch out for. I'm going to go with the Dolphins, you know, I, another team in our division, uh, AL East. But, you know, the Dolphins, are they're a team that, I want to give it to them. You know, they made some good moves. You know, Teron Armstead 
Um, Cedric Wilson, as you just mentioned, from the Cowboys. They obviously get Tyreek Hill. And they already had a good team beforehand. It's yeah. really down and to – kept Kosicki, not to cut you off, but they retained yeah, kept, Exactly. They've, they've had a lot of good moves this offseason. Um, I think the biggest thing for them, as most people would say, is Tua, you know, whether or not he becomes yeah. the guy or not. If – honestly, I might sound crazy. If Tua has the year that kind of people are, are hoping for him to have with all these weapons now and he takes that major step up, this could be the one team that I could see doing the Bengals jump and going from what eight eight win team five hundred team to Super Bowl contender. It's yeah. that good of a roster, and I think their head coach, honestly, uh, was it McDaniel's, uh, Mike McDaniel's. Um, I really like what he has to offer, and you know, a lot of people like him around the league. Seems like he's a fun guy, a uh, player guy, and I think that this team could make a huge jump forward this year. Yeah. I- I, I agree roster-wise. I just don't think Tua's that guy. I, I think Tua stinks. I really do. I, I don't think he's that good. Um, I think he's – like, I don't even know what to compare him to. It, it's like – it's the worst, like, combination of, like, skill in a quarterback I've seen. But he has such good intangibles that I think it, like, makes up for it. He has an absolute noodle of an arm. And he's not that big. And – when you're that small as a quarterback, people expect you to be quick and fast like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. And he's just not, he, he doesn't have that speed and quickness or that agility. And he has an absolutely awful arm, but he somehow rips the pats every single time he plays them. So who am I to talk, but my sleeper team, I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think that uh, they will soon realize that they can't go with Mitch Trubisky uh, and then we'll have to go with Kenny Pickett. And I think Kenny Pickett is an absolute leader. Uh, I think he's a bit of an alpha male. Um, I think he has what it takes to lead a locker room. It's kind of similar to the, the mindset that I saw from Mac last year where he was lacking in physical talent. He made up for with his intangibles and his leadership and his charisma and being a great teammate and stuff like that. And I also think, I think Mike Tomlin is one hell of a coach. And I think if you give him somewhat of a decent offense, he, similar to Belichick, He's going to figure out that defense and get you the rest of the way there. So I'm going to go with the Steelers as my sleeper team. Yeah, Ben, that's a team that I also had on my list. And I love that pick for a bunch of reasons that you just stated. Uh, another team I'm going to mention, I think the Vikings actually have a chance to win the division over the Packers. Like we mentioned, we're not really high on the Packers this year, but they're also a team that they're maturing. They finally have a, a actual coach instead of Zimmer. And it's been so long overdue. I think that they could make a huge jump. I think talent-wise, they're there. And I even heard it from uh, Adam Thielen joined the Pat McAfee show, which uh, obviously one of the better shows out there. And I'm pretty sure he, he said something about how without poking fun and, and, and poking hate at Zimmer, he said once this new management got in there, like you could tell like the players that like were borderline are going to jump up to like good players. So yeah. One of those things happens in that locker room. I think immediately they become a really solid team. I honestly, I think they're a team to watch out for to win a division that's surprising. Um, and, and I honestly think it's very in the realm of possibility. I agree with that. I agree with that. And um, for my sleeper, you know, I, I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Ravens. Um, I don't think they're getting the respect that they deserve. And I know it's, in some people's eyes, it might be uh, not an immediate game-changing acquisition, but I thought 
their first round pick, Kyle Hamilton, who was one of my favorite picks in the draft. I think he's an absolute stud. And I think he's, I think he has uh, potential to be not obviously not nearly as good as Ed Reed, but I think that he can bring that sort of attitude, that sort of, uh, that sort of skill set to the Ravens. And to me, they've always built their, their teams from defense forward. So uh, I got to go with the Ravens. And when you have an elite quarterback like Lamar Jackson with a great coach like Harbaugh, you just you have to give them a shot. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. All right. I like that. Now let's move on to our top 15 quarterback rankings going into this next season. All right. Um, how should we do this, Aiden? Should we go five at a time here? I think we should go back and forth. One, okay. one, two, two. Okay. So um, I'll start it off. This is not fantasy football wise. Our next topic is when we get into fantasy football, but this one is just purely quarterback ranking top 15. Uh, my number one guy might be surprising. I think Josh Allen has proven his way to be this number one guy with, with all he's done. I know he's had a bunch of stinkers over the years and, and stuff to learn from, but you know, when you look at it, he's a young quarterback, all young quarterbacks are going to have stinkers. I think these are the years where the next couple, two, three, four years is when he hits his stride and you kind of, you limit the the stinker games and it's just pure solid, 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 great performances. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't knock it. Uh, obviously he ruined us in the playoffs. So who am I to talk? And then he didn't even get a chance to get the ball against Kansas city, which, you know, I'm kind of annoyed that they changed the rule because I never understood complaining about, uh, the overtime rules, like what do we want this to be like college football with NFL players where it's 100 to 80 or 90 and you have a ton of injuries like no one wants that. No one needs that. They get injured enough as it is. But for my number one, I went with Tom Brady. Just, you know, he's the he's the king of the mountain until he's not until he's done. I'm going to say he's the best quarterback in the league because he just is. And no one wins at a higher rate than him. Uh, no one knows how to win more than him. Um, and you look back at that playoff game against the Rams, they were absolutely dead in the water halfway through the fourth quarter. And then they nearly win it at the end. So I have to go with Tom Brady at number one. Also got robbed of MVP last year. Robbed, absolutely robbed. Completely agree with that. That was one of my stronger takes last season that he should have been the MVP. You really don't understand it. Um, But for every reason you just mentioned, I've got Brady at number two on my list. Um, If you want to go with your second. I went with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I just think, the combination of him and Andy Reid, uh, no matter how much worse this uh, this roster may have gotten, and I think it did, uh, but you got Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, so you're not really uh, you're not really stuck anywhere. You're you're still ascending because I still think that he's gonna keep getting better and better. I know he had a bit of a down year for the first half of the season last year, but I think he needed that. I think he needed a little bit of a kick in the ass. Uh, to show them that, you know what, you're, you're not invincible. You're actually, you're a human being too. So uh, yeah, I, I got Pat Mahomes uh, firmly at number two this season. All right. My number three pick for this year, Aaron Rodgers. I know we just completely shit on him for the past 20 minutes. A loser. He's just a loser. Like yeah, I you like him. Like what is wrong with you? <laughs> I really don't get it. Like, especially if you're not from Wisconsin. Like if you're even people from Wisconsin, I've ho- I've heard hate him. Like they don't like the guy. He, his he, family doesn't even like him. Dude, he's the worst. He, he doesn't even talk to his mom. Can you imagine ignoring your mom for twenty <laughs> years? Like you're a clown. You're an absolute clown. Like, uh, like I'm I'm throwing stuff now. Like he's just the worst. But with that said, I also have him at three. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, number four on our list. I'm going Pat Mahomes for my fourth quarterback going to this next season. Uh, for every reason you just said, I do think he needed a little bit of a um, what, what's the word? Um, so he needs to be humbled a little bit. Yeah, he did. He and, did. The whole family, really. The whole family. Yeah. And I think last year was a huge year for that. And then obviously he turned it up near the end, just proving that he wasn't a one, two year guy. He's, he's here to stay. And we all know that now. So uh, obviously Pat Mahomes, you know, I like some of these moves they got Juju Smith. I think he could be a actual playmaker in this offense uh, in comparison to what he was in the Steelers, where it was a lot of drama. I think he'll be head down working hard. I like that. Um, and then I think that MVS uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling from the Packers. I think he's going to add a deep threat to this, to this uh, very slept on move. Unit. Yeah. With, with already McCole Harmon. I mean, he's super fast. They got a lot of weapons. Obviously, Kelsey's still there. Tyreek is gone, but a lot of weapons and a lot to work with. I think Mahomes is going to be solid. He's my fourth. All right. So I had a really difficult time with my four and five spot, but because he's had, because one hasn't made the playoffs and the other has made deep runs in the playoffs, I have to go with Josh Allen at four. Um, he's just an absolute specimen of a human being. I've never seen anything like it at quarterback. He's like Big Ben if Big Ben cared about his body. Like he, he runs around like he used to, but he's absolutely ripped. He's jumping over guys that touchdown throw he made to the corner uh, to Knox against the Patriots in the, in the wild card game. If, if I had any hope before that, it, it ended on that play. Cause that was just phenomenal. I've, I've, I've seen few touchdown passes as gifted and uh, perfect as that one. So I'm going to go with Josh Allen at four. Love that. Um, Allen is one of those guys that you have to respect, even as a Patriot yeah. fan. I respect him and I love what he's doing for the game. Yeah. Um, my fifth spot, I'm going Justin Herbert, um, you know, a guy that everyone, you got to love him. You know, he steps in yeah. after Tyrod Taylor gets hurt in his rookie year. What, second, the first, second game, whatever it was. First game, and he absolutely first, lit it up. Lit it up. Uh, he's been dominant ever since. And he's one of those guys that, you know, very good odds for an MVP run this year. I think all is it's all in front of him. He's got a lot to work with. A lot of good stuff happened in this offseason where the Chargers are even more improved offensive line-wise and defensively. I think that they could be a really good team this year, and I think Justin Herbert's a great a great pick at five. I wouldn't be surprised if our list next year, Herbert's a top three guy in that list. I wouldn't be surprised if he's number one. Uh, I have him at five as well. Um, I think he's due for a major jump on this list. He's my favorite quarterback outside of Mac Jones, and that's just because Mac's on the Patriots. Uh Herbert's just, he's phenomenal. He reminds me so much of Dan Marino. Uh, he's a little baby Dan Marino. He has an absolute cannon of an arm. And the Chargers just added to their defense. Uh, Staley's got another year there, uh, one year of experience under his belt. And they just barely missed the playoffs last year. And if they got in, they would have had a chance to win that wild card game. So uh, obviously, Justin Herbert, just a phenomenal quarterback. In my opinion, I think he will win MVP this season. Um, but this is more right now rather than projecting for my list. So I'm going to go with Herbert at five. All right. I like that. Um, for the sake of, of speeding this up a little bit, I'm going to go six, seven, and eight, and then you'll give your six, seven, and eight as well. Okay. Going Joe Burrow, just because I can't unsee what I saw last year. He's, yep. you know, everyone saw that. Uh, obvious choice there. Russell Wilson is my seven, uh, obviously with the potential of being much higher on that list. Uh, and then eight, I have Lamar Jackson. He's coming back from injury. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. And I think the Ravens could be a team that are like, hey, like, I hope you didn't forget about us. We're about to go and make a run to the Super Bowl. So yeah. keep your eyes out for them. 
Yeah, so for six, seven, eight, we have the same at six and seven. I have Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson at six and seven. And then at eight, I actually have the reigning Super Bowl champion, Matthew Stafford. So I have him one spot. I'm sorry, I'm going to jump up to nine here as well. I have him one spot ahead of Lamar Jackson, who I had at nine. All right. And me and you just flip flop. So I have Lamar eight. I also have, I have Matt Stafford nine. Uh, just switch with what you had. Ten, I have Dak Prescott. You know, kind of, I was between Dak and Derek Carr, 10 and 11. I ended up doing Dak 10. Car 11. So you and I flipped that one as well. I had yeah. Derek Carr at 10 and then Dak at 11. I just think Derek Carr is a tiny bit better. And I think if you swapped their situations last year, I think the Cowboys would have been far better. And that's coming from someone who loves Dak Prescott. I absolutely love him. Uh, I think he's one of those alpha, alpha male quarterbacks. He's just, he's an absolute leader as well. So uh, yeah, I love Dak, but I think Derek Carr is something special. Completely agree. I love Derek Carr. Uh, my 12 through 15, I've got Sean Watson at 12. I know a lot going on right now. Hard to rank him. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. If you're talking playing-wise, it's hard to not put him in the top, what, 5'10"? Yeah. Uh, he just hasn't played in, what, two, three yeah. years? He's not going to play Four probably. two years now. All of this years. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to, to kind of grade Watson. I'm sliding him in at 12. 13, I've got Matt Ryan. I think he's going to make a step up this year. It's kind of like a projection list, uh, rating a little bit. And then 14, I'm going Kyler, even though I'm not too happy about it. I'm just doing it because he has that talent. He has such good upside. And I think that he just needs a chip on his shoulder like he does now to kind of prove that he is that guy. And this year is a big year for him, obviously. Um, I don't know if he did get paid or if he's still waiting on a contract extension. But whatever the situation is there, he definitely has a chip on his shoulder. And then my 15, Kirk Cousins. He had an impressive season last year. As simple as that. You know, I, I think he'll do it again next year. And hopefully this team makes a jump finally. Yeah, so for at number 12, I had Kyler Murray, similar to you. Uh, I just think that he has a big boom potential. I'm not sure he'll ever reach that. I do think that he's uh, overrated in a sense. I think this is a big prove year for Kyler. Uh, I think he either makes a big run or it might be, might be time to look elsewhere with him. I think he's a bit immature, a bit of a baby. Um, but at 13, I went with Mac Jones. I, I, I think Mac Jones is the real deal in – it's not just because I'm a Patriots fan, 100% being 100% honest, 100% uh, unbiased. Uh, I think, like, he's something special. He really is. And it's not biased because when we initially drafted him, I was pissed. You can attest to this. I was so mad. He proved so much to me this season. Uh, big jump from what I thought he was going to be. I just hope that our coaching staff doesn't ruin his development this year. Um, but at 14, I'm with Matt Ryan. I think it's a great fit with him and Indy. Uh, and then 15, I also won with Kirk Cousins. Okay, now into the fantasy football section, ranking our top five players at quarterback or at running back, receiver, and tight end. Uh, let's start with running back. Um, I'll go first. I'll go, I'll give my top five. You can give your top five right after. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor one. I think this is the obvious choice. He proved it last year. And I think he's just a dominant running back in this league, especially behind that offensive line and all the help they have. Then second, I have Derrick Henry. I do think that this year might be one of his last years where he is so dominant. It kind of seems you. like the wear and tear is going to get to him eventually. Um, I know he's a superhuman, like, person and and player and we've never seen him before but i do think it's going to catch up to him no no running back has beaten father time and you know not that it's his father time but the way they're using him all the touches all the wear and tear all the the hard hits to the knees the the body it's going to catch up to him and i think that for this season he's still there 
next season, it's something to keep an eye out on and, and maybe a fall in his list. But three, I'm going uh, Austin Eckler, another guy that's just completely a great receiver running back. Um, he could even help in, in, in the screen game reverses, whatever it is. Great piece for this Chargers offense. Love him there. Number four, I've got Najee Harris. I think he's going to make a huge jump up this year. I honestly, I would draft him as my second, as a second running back in a fantasy league taken. Um, I'm actually poised with this situation in one of my leagues, and I'm kind of leading Najee with the second overall pick. Just second because, overall in the entire draft. Yes. Um, I and, and for reasons because not only does he do, he gets a lot of touches and it's a lot of dump offs, but I think with the quarterback situation now, you know, Roethlisberger loved dumping it off. I think it's going to be the same with whether it's Mitch or it's Kenny. I think that they're both young and they're both guys that need a safety valve. Fryermuth is going to kill it, of course, but I think that they're going to dump it off to the running back a lot. And Najee, rumors have it, he's gained 15, 10, 15 pounds in muscle, looking like a Derrick Henry type around his weight. So I really love to see what Najee could do this year. And then my five is going to be Dalvin Cook. I'm not putting the, uh, Christian McCaffrey into this list because you'll, you'll hear why in, in about five minutes when I go into another topic here. But Dalvin Cook, you know, another guy that's just solid through and through, and I have him at five. I can't knock that list at all. Um, but I just think Derrick Henry's the king. He's King Henry for a reason, so I have him at number one. Um, I think he has a case to be, besides Aaron Donald, the best player in the NFL. Uh, he just got hurt last season. I picked him to win MVP last year, and I think he was on your, on that trajectory before he got hurt. So I was really mad when he got hurt. Um, so I have him at number one. And then Jonathan Taylor at two. Uh, he's just obviously phenomenal. And that, that old line, and I think Matt Ryan with the play-action pass next season is going to open up a lot of options for them running the ball. Um, so I have him at two. Uh, and then Joe Mixon. I think he's great. I, I love Joe Mixon. So I have him in there as well. Uh, and then Nick Chubb. And then I had to finish it out with uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, just because, uh, you know, I know he's hurt a lot, but out of respect for the numbers he has put up in the past in fantasy, I had to put him on this list in some way. All right. I like it. Let's go into receivers. I'm going number one, Cooper cup, you know, after last year, you have to give him his credit. He killed it. And I think he's going to do the same this year. Um, I don't think he puts up necessarily the same numbers just because I don't know if that's realistic, but I think he's going to do um, a really, really good job in this offense for another year. And I think it's just proving, proving him as a star receiver in this league as he did last year. Number two, I'm going Justin Jefferson. Might be a little bit of a su surprise, but I really like what he's doing, um, especially on a team that's kind of like, like they're always just hanging around 500. I think now is his time to become a leader in this offense. And I think he does that this year. I think he takes a major step up. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the best receiver in football this year. Um, Devontae Adams, I think him and Derek Carr already have that rap, uh, that um, reputation with each other from uh, college. But, you know, I, I think he's going to do great. I do think that the target share isn't there as much as it was in Green Bay. So that's why I have him at three and not two or one. But I do think he's going to kill it as well. You know, Jamar Chase, number four. He, everyone saw last year, like I mentioned, with Burrow. He's a dominant player. You know, he could do, he could run, he could receive, whatever it is. He's a little bit like a Debo. So I have him at four. And then Debo, I have Debo at five. Um, it is a tough situation. He still wants to get traded. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Just wants to get an extension. They're not going to do it until they get rid of Jimmy G. So it's a lot going on in uh, San Fran. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. But Debo Samuel will be a top five receiver this year. You could book it. 
I like that list. Uh, and I, I like that you had some spicy takes in there as well. Cause with fantasy, you never do know, like you really don't know who could have a hot season. Um, and the other thing about fantasy is just because a guy puts up better numbers than another player doesn't necessarily mean that he's a better player in his position. It just means that he made more plays. That doesn't make him a better player. But I, I agree with that list. I think it was really good. Uh, but I have Cup at one, Devontae Adams at two, and I kind of want to swap Devontae Adams with Cup. But as I just said, uh, just because Cup puts up more points doesn't necessarily mean that he's a better player than Adams. Uh, but at three, I have Jamar Chase. I just think his connection with Burrow um, means that he he gets a shitload of touches. Um, and then Stephon Diggs at four. I think him and Allen have – created quite a chemistry between the two of them. Um, and then number five, I, I went with Mike Williams because I think Justin Herbert is going to have a 40, uh, 40 touchdown season. Once again, I think Williams is going to be a big part of that with Keenan Allen. I like that. Now let's move on to tight ends. I think I got a couple of crazy takes or at least one hot take in this list. I'm going number one, Mark Andrews. I think he is my number one tight end for this year. I think, you know, he proved it last year, completely uh, killing it out there with the Ravens, especially when everyone else was hurt on that team. And I think having Lamar, how it kind of helps that, you know, they don't, they still don't have an insane receiver one. So he is going to be that number one receiver and he's so good. He's, he's a great uh, target guy, receptions through the roof, PPR, you know, through and through. So I really like Mark Andrews at one. Kelsey, I'm putting him two just because hurting Tyreek, I think it hurts his value. I still think this offense will be solid. I still think they're going to figure it out with MVS and Juju uh, now uh, as new additions. But I don't think Tyreek, or I think Tyreek hurts a lot. Obviously, the deep <clears throat> the deep threat. Uh, and then Kelsey, I think, is going to be affected as of that. Um, number three, I've got Darren Waller. I wasn't too strong on this pick, but I'm just going to – I think that this team is – this offense is going to be a top maybe three, five offense. I think uh, you should feel strong about that pick. I think he's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's kind of due for a little bit of a bounce back year. I don't think he had the best year last season. Number four, I'm going Kyle Pitts. You know, absolute freak. Killed it last year. Uh, had kind of his low points and then high points the rest of the year. I like him at four. And then Kittle, I'm going five. I'm not too high on Kittle this year, to be honest. I He really was a disappointment last year, in my opinion. And I think with Trey Lance maybe taking the helms as that QB1 there, you know, it's all about chemistry with your guy. I don't know if him and Trey Lance had that chemistry. And last year, they certainly didn't show it. So mm -hmm. Kittle, I'm going to keep him at five. But keep an eye out for, like, Friar Muth or Hunter Henry sliding in at number five and Kittle falling down the ranks. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's why I have Kittle out of uh, the top five, and I inserted Hunter Henry at the five spot like uh, because I think he's a great red zone threat, and him and Mac have a great rapport between the two of them. Uh, he feeds him in the red zone. I believe he had nine touchdowns, eight or nine touchdowns last year. With, a streak of like six or seven in a row. Yeah, so he he to me, Hunter Henry, uh, outside of Judon, was the best acquisition that the Pats made last year, uh, unless you consider Mac one as well with that draft pick. Um, but – I have Waller at one, which is why I said that I think you should feel very strongly about uh, Waller being at three for you. I think Waller's phenomenal. And I think adding Devontae Adams and Josh McDaniels, we've seen him use tight ends in the past with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Obviously, it's not hard to do much uh, with that uh, tight end group, uh, obviously very talented. Uh, but you've seen his success with tight ends in the past and even with Hunter Henry last year. Uh, Hunter Henry had a phenomenal season with Josh McDaniels last season. Uh, so I have Waller at one. Uh, I think he's going to pop this year. 
I have Kelsey at two, uh, Mark Andrews at three, Kyle Pitts at four, and then, as I said earlier, Hunter Henry at five. All right, I like it. To our next topic, we have players looking to make a huge jump this season. And um, I'm just going to read out a bunch of my guys. Um, you know, I already touched on this one and actually the top probably two or three or four already. But Jalen Hurts, again, I said great position for the Eagles to kind of make that jump. He's going to make the jump along with it. Uh, either that or he disappoints and he's out as a starting QB, at least on the Eagles. So, you know, a lot do or die there. Uh, Russell Wilson, another guy who's going to be consistently good. I think this year he's going to make a jump to being consistently great and and maybe even the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. Um, he's got the pieces for it. Same with Derek Carr, exactly why I'm putting him uh, on this list. Jameis Winston, I honestly think Winston's going to have a really solid year. As long as he stays healthy, I think the same team's going to be very, very good and, and people are going to sleep on it. But I really like what they're doing there and hurt uh, losing – um, Kamara with a six game suspension is going to hurt, especially early in the year. But I think this team gets, turns it up late and, uh, they're dominant against the Buccaneers. So that's, that's definitely a team to keep an eye out for. Um, Javante Williams, you know, obviously another guy, not really a sleeper, but a guy <clears throat> who's going to make that jump to maybe start him this year on the Broncos had a great year last year, especially when he became that number one guy, mostly throughout the, the end of the year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, another guy I'm, I'm very high on. I, you know, it's time for them to give him the bulk of the carries, the bulk of the touches instead of Gus Edwards and, and whoever else they bring in. It seems like every running back that comes in there does good, but J.K. Dobbins talent-wise blows that running back room out of the water and he needs to get all the touches there in uh, Baltimore. That, besides the fact I do have him as a keeper in one of my leagues, so he better. Uh, <laughs> then I have Tony Pollard as another guy. I do think we'll touch on this in about a second, but Tony Pollard, I think he may become the number one guy in, in Dallas. I agree. I agree. Um, and I'll touch in on a little bit more in a second. Uh, Brees Hall for the Jets. Love that pick. And uh, another guy to keep an eye out for. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. with my, Matt Ryan now. He's a big target, big red zone guy, too. He could make a lot of plays. Um, I think he's going to be a guy to keep an eye out for. To me, that was your best pick, in my opinion, in terms yeah. of underrated guys to make a jump. I, I, I saw that, and I was like, that's a really good selection because I think that he's perfect for a guy like Matt Ryan. But continue. Sorry to cut you off there. No, definitely. I love that. Um, another guy, Rashad Bateman, you know, he battled injuries mostly all of last year for the Ravens. He's going to be back. He's going to be probably the number one receiver on this team. Obviously, they lost Hollywood Brown. They traded him to the Cardinals. So now, you know, they need a guy to be number one. It's going to be Bateman, most likely, besides Mark Andrews. So grab him in your fantasy leagues. Uh, Devonta Smith is another guy I think is going to make a huge jump, like I said, with Jalen Hurts. Sky Moore, uh, just drafted by uh, the Colts, or, sorry, by the Chiefs, and I think that he could make a huge jump this year as well. Dalton Schultz, tight end for the, uh, for the Cowboys, battled injuries last year, I believe, um, either him or Blake Jarwin, but they both were able to contribute over the years at tight end, and I think he's going to really step into that number one role for sure this year. Uh, Gerald Everett, like I just mentioned, as a charger, they're going to use him a lot in that offense. And then my last one, Hayden Hurst. Um, now he's on from went from the Falcons to the Bengals. And, you know, Bengals just lost Uzoma. I think they need another tight end guy. Hurst is going to be that guy. I really like that pick. Yeah, I agree with a lot of those names. I kept mine a bit shorter. Um, and it's, it's a bit quarterback heavy. But uh, Derek Carr to me, he already made a big jump last year. But I think he's going to take an even bigger one this year. I think he's a chance to establish himself as a uh, elite quarterback this season. 
Uh, and then I know I said I hope that the Patriots don't ruin Mac Jones's development, but I think he will take a jump. I think we're going to see him hit 30 touchdowns this year. Um, I think we have a big, uh, big opportunity to see that. Um, it's huge for him to prove himself this season. Hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump, even though there is risk of that happening. Uh, and then Trevor Lawrence, I just think, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a huge bounce back season. I really do. Uh, I think that the fit with him and Doug Peterson uh, going from the ultimate a-hole of a coach in Urban Meyer, obviously just not a good guy at all. Um, shouldn't be coaching anymore. Uh, but uh, with that said, Doug Peterson, you bring him in one of the ultimate uh, player coach guys, maybe overcorrected a bit, but I think that'll be huge to give Trevor's confidence back uh, and make him just feel comfortable in the NFL. Uh, and then I have Travis Etienne as well. Uh, I know he was hurt all of last season, but I think that's a big, uh, that's, I didn't mention this earlier, but this is one of my sleeper teams, not necessarily for even a playoff spot. I just think that they need to have more attention, uh, more attention paid to them. Um, I think the Jags are going to ascend this season. I think they have a chance to reach around seven games. Uh, if not just because uh, of Trevor Lawrence's development and, his chemistry with Travis Etienne. I think those two can carry this team to uh, over double their win count uh, from last season. So, uh, yeah, I see Etienne and Lawrence taking a huge jump this season. Okay. And then our last segment of this podcast, uh, thanks if you're still listening. We have players that we think we're going to fall off or are going to be in their final years of either stardom or even as a starter in this league. Um, these are kind of strong takes, but I'm going to stand by them. Ezekiel Elliott, you know, he's been a guy that's been on the fringe for a couple of years now. Is he going to fall off? Is he going to get back on track? I think this I think year he did fall off and people are refusing to accept it. Yeah. And, and I could, you know, I completely see that as well. He's has his good games, but never really consistent anymore. Never hits those big hitter runs, which made him great in the first place. And um, I think this year, maybe halfway through Tony Pollard becomes the starter and he might be seeing his time as a starter, even as a cowboy coming an end soon. Uh, another guy I have Christian McCaffrey, you know, we all know about, we all know about running backs after their big contract and he's just another one to fall victim. I think, you know, battling injuries, all this stuff. We'll see how he does this year. This is a huge year. If he gets back on track, I'm completely wrong. If not, you know, he could be nearing his end. I mean, it seems so soon, but that's how running backs are in the NFL. Another guy that's the perfect example of that, Saquon Barkley. I think he is probably nearing his end. I don't see him getting back going with a, a strong year again. I think he's kind of done uh, as a dominant running back. Ryan Tannehill, another guy. Um, I think Malik Willis was a pretty solid pick that late, especially with the value they got for him. Uh, not that Malik Willis is going to steal his job, but I think Tannehill might play his way into a bench spot, or at least they might be forced to kind of push Malik Willis fo uh, forward because they know Tannehill comes in the playoffs and usually shits it shits the bed, you know? Yeah. So that's another guy, Tyreek Hill. I think that there might be a huge problem there with target share. I could kind of see it blowing up in his face, like a Le'Veon Bell to the jets where he goes from being a top, top, top guy, and then doesn't get the touches or the targets um, to his throwing ability, not only deep, but accuracy is a huge huge concern. And I think that might hurt him. And then last two guys I have, I have Amari Cooper. Like uh, we talked about him in the, in the beginning, Ben, uh, you loved him going to the Brown, the Browns. Yeah. And I do love the move, but that I was uh, sorry to cut you off, but to provide more context for that, that was more of a, in the moment 
reaction when it looked like they had Deshaun and they had this great uh, offense percolating and it just kind of fell apart on them the last month or so. But keep going, keep going. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Um, and I, I agree. I think that uh, in the moment it seems great. I do think that, you know, he's a big route running guy. And once he got a little bit older, maybe a couple more injuries, you know, route running is going to become harder to kind of dominate in that, in that factor that I think is going to hurt him. And mm-hmm. then the last guy, Tyler Lockett, you know, no Russ. I think that was basically why his career has taken off in that way because he was Russ's target. Yeah, I could yeah. see him having a really, really down year in comparison to years in the past. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that list for the most part. Uh, I, I kept mine rather short and uh, two Patriots on it. Uh, yeah. Kevin McCourty, love him to death. This has to be it. It really does. It's not necessarily because I think he's a bad player. I think he's still a very good player. But compared to what he was, he's just not that guy anymore. Uh, he lost his foot speed. Um, he used to be absolutely dominant back there and in the secondary. Um, but sadly, I think this is it. this is his swan song. Uh, and then Jonu Smith, if he can't figure it out this year, he should get cut. And I don't see another team signing him, to be honest. Like, he's just awful. He's just not a good player anymore. Uh, and then Demarcus Lawrence and Jadavian Clowney, I think their time is up. I think it's been up for a couple of years now. But I think this season's going to be the nail in the coffin for these two. I just – they just don't do it for me. They, they just don't. Uh, and then this is – to me, this is more of a next two seasons type thing. I'm sorry to keep attacking the guy, but Zach Wilson, like if you can't win with this roster or develop in any way with this roster, you're not an NFL quarterback. And he doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. He didn't look like one in college. I never understood the Rogers or Mahomes comparison. Uh, the guy looks like a Ken doll. I just, I, I don't see it working out. All right. Um, that's it. That's all we got for you. Um, please subscribe, follow us on, on all of our channels. Like I said, tipsy tailgate media on everything. Um, watch this video, like subscribe, give us comments. What do you think? We're going to be pumping out more content, more NFL content, especially. So uh, make sure to follow us and, and keep in tune with that. Um, I think that's it. So we'll see you guys next time. See ya.